<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to the Tech Beam Ride Home for Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, Apple calls the MacBook herd. YouTube returns to Fire TV. A weird zero-day exploit in Zoom's video conferencing app. Elon Musk shakes up his autopilot team, and Stranger Things 3 breaks records for Netflix. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Apple quietly updated its MacBook lineup today, and the notable additions are the MacBook Air gets Apple's True Tone display, and a $100 price drop. The Air now starts at $1,099 or $999 for students, but it's still got Intel's dual-core 8th-gen i5 chips. No upgrade there. The base model MacBook Pro gets the biggest overhaul. Quote, instead of the 2.3 gigahertz dual-core 7th-gen Core i5 chipset that Apple has offered for over two years, the new entry-level MacBook Pro now offers a 1.4 gigahertz quad-core 8th-gen Core i5 chip which can boost up to 3.9 gigahertz. Sadly, the biggest flaw of the original MacBook Escape remains. Unlike the pricier 13-inch MacBook Pro, it still only offers two USB-C ports, not four, end quote. Pricing begins at $1,299 for the 128-gigabyte SSD model and $1,499 for the 256-gigabyte model. But the real news is what's been taken away, actually. The 12-inch Non-pro MacBook, gone. The original MacBook Air, which had hung around despite the Air updates, gone. And the MacBook Escape, also gone, which means if you want a MacBook Pro without the touch bar, you are now officially out of luck. And YouTube has officially returned to the Fire TV And Amazon's Prime Video is launching today with support for Chromecast and other Android TV devices. So, as Chaim Gartenberg says in The Verge, Amazon and Google have basically made up. You might recall that Google pulled the YouTube app almost a year and a half ago, and Amazon retaliated. Quote, Notably absent from the announcement is Amazon's Echo Show devices, which were excluded when Amazon and Google first announced the deal earlier this year, and still no official YouTube app. Google's own smart displays, like the Home Hub and recently released Nest Hub Max, do have YouTube support. On the Google half of things, Amazon's Prime Video app for iOS and Android now will work with Chromecast devices, allowing users to stream videos from those apps directly to their TVs. And the Prime Video app for Android TV, which was previously limited to only a few devices like the NVIDIA Shield, is getting much wider rollout with the new app set to be available to download on compatible hardware today, end quote. Instagram is rolling out warnings to users who are about to post an offensive comment, leveraging AI to flag comments on their platform and ask the commenter if they really want to go ahead with posting what they were about to post. Quoting The Verge, 
Users will be given the opportunity to undo their comment, and Instagram says that during tests, it encouraged, quote, some people to reflect and undo what they were writing. Clearly, that some stat isn't concrete, and presumably people posting offensive content know that they're doing so, but maybe they'll take a second to reconsider what they're saying, end quote. But at the same time, Instagram is testing a feature that will essentially empower you to shadow ban someone from commenting on your posts. In the test, you as an account holder can restrict another user so that when they comment on something you post, it will only be visible to them, not to you or to others. It will also essentially make you invisible to that restricted user, hiding you when you're online so they can't actively harass you. Instagram head Adam Mosseri admitted to Time that the new features will try to walk a delicate tightrope between combating bullying and possibly infringing on free speech. I do worry that if we're not careful, we might overstep, Mosseri says. But he says, nothing, including growth, trumps the need to keep the platform civil. Quote, we will make decisions that mean people use Instagram less, he tells Time, if it keeps people more safe, end quote. A researcher discovered a zero-day exploit in Zoom's Mac client, and this is a wild one. It lets any malicious site force a user onto a Zoom call with video enabled without the user's permission. Quoting Jonathan Lightsuch, who discovered the vulnerability, this vulnerability leverages the amazingly simple Zoom feature where you can just send anyone a meeting link, and when they open that link in their browser, their Zoom client is magically opened on their local machine. I was curious about how this amazing bit of functionality was implemented and how it had been implemented securely. Come to find out, it really hadn't been implemented securely, nor can I figure out a good way to do this that doesn't require an additional bit of user interaction to be secure, end quote. It's actually sort of jaw-dropping how they implemented this, quoting Owen Williams. Perhaps the most dastardly part of this discovery, however, is that the web server Zoom drops on a Mac is not removed when uninstalling. It stays active in the background secretly. That server magically reinstalls the software without user interaction if you ever click on a Zoom link, which in my mind is the definition of a virus. Removing that backdoor is non-trivial, requiring a terminal command to get rid of it, which is beyond most users' capabilities. Even scarier, it's still unclear what the server actually does and whether or not it's collecting other data behind the scenes, a concern the researcher mentions as well. Zoom has millions of users, so dropping a quiet, undocumented backdoor on their computers is unacceptable and a massive liability in the long term. I'd be surprised if we don't see Apple reprimand them or revoke their security certificate in the coming weeks. This is the first time we're learning about the existence of this secret server, and Zoom continues to stand by the fact that they use this method. If I were them, I'd be afraid of the next researcher not being as friendly, but rather exploiting it at scale. Sounds like the perfect way into a few million business devices, if you ask me, end quote. And a follow-up, quoting ZDNet. Zoom now signs the request to the server, but such maintains this is not enough to be secure. Thanks to the report, such said Zoom also removed the ability for a call host to automatically have participants join with video enabled. Zoom did end up patching this vulnerability, but all they did was prevent the attacker from turning on the user's video camera. They did not disable the ability for an attacker to forcibly join to a call anyone visiting a malicious site, the security researcher wrote. Zoom has defended its use of a local web server on Macs as a, quote, workaround to changes that were introduced in Safari 12. 
The company said in a statement that it felt running a local server in the background was a, quote, legitimate solution to a poor user experience, enabling our users to have seamless one-click-to-join meetings, which is our key product differentiator, end quote. Lumen is the world's first handheld metabolic coach. It's a device that measures your metabolism through your breath. And on the app, it lets you know if you're burning fat or carbs and gives you tailored guidance to improve your nutrition, workouts, sleep, and even stress management. My wife and I have been doing this. All you have to do is breathe into your Lumen first thing in the morning, and you'll know what's going on with your metabolism, whether you're burning mostly fats or carbs. Then, Lumen gives you a personalized nutrition plan for that day based on your measurements. You can also breathe into it before and after workouts and meals so you know exactly what's going on in your body in real time. And Lumen will give you tips to keep you on top of your health game. Because your metabolism is at the center of everything your body does, optimal metabolic health translates to a bunch of benefits, including easier weight management, improved energy levels, better fitness results, better sleep, etc. So if you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use RIDE to get $100 off your Lumen. That's L-U-M-E-N dot M-E and use RIDE at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. If you're a marketer, you probably got into marketing because you like being creative. If you're a developer, it's because you like building cool stuff. But too often, marketers and developers are stuck with old-school content management systems that make it harder to do that. Storyblock, a content management system, is here to help. Teams from Netflix, Tesla, and Oatly are among the 200,000 Storyblock users who switched from old-school systems like Sitecore, Drupal, and AEM to Storyblock. Why? Storyblock makes it easier for marketers and developers to build websites, apps, and other digital experiences and simply get shit done. For example, Storyblock has a new feature called the Ideation Room. The Ideation Room is a central space within Storyblock where you can collaborate with your teammates to come up with new ideas and refine them with the help of AI. If you want to ship your work in less time and stop wrestling with your CMS, try Storyblock for free today at Get dot storyblock.com slash ride home. That's get dot s-t-o-r-y-b-l-o-k dot com slash ride home. And researchers have discovered more than 1,300 Android apps that were gathering location data even when location permissions were denied. Google says it will address this issue in Android Q later this year. Quote, The study looked at more than 88,000 apps from the Google Play Store tracking how data transferred from the apps when they were denied permissions. The 1,325 apps that violated permissions on Android used workarounds hidden in its code that would take personal data from sources like Wi-Fi connections and metadata stored in photos. Some apps were relying on other apps that were granted permission to look at personal data, piggybacking off their access to gather phone identifiers like your IMEI number. These apps would read through unprotected files on a device's SD card and harvest data they didn't have permission to access. So if you let other apps access personal data and they stored it in a folder on the SD card, those spying apps would be able to take that information. Other apps were gathering location data by connecting to your Wi-Fi network and figuring out the router's MAC address. They found this on apps that functioned as smart remote controls, which didn't need your location information to function, end quote. Apparently, Elon Musk is frustrated with the progress, or perhaps lack thereof, 
of Tesla's autopilot semi-autonomous driving feature because several key Tesla engineering managers working on the feature have left the company. Quoting the information, Musk told some employees he was unhappy with the progress in developing fully automated driving capabilities, according to one current and one former Tesla employee who have been involved in the effort. He is also upset that some team members have told him they can't meet the timelines he has set for developing the technology, they said. At least 11 members of the software team, or close to 10% of the total group, including some longtime members, departed in the past few months, according to multiple people with knowledge of the situation. Several of the remaining managers are now working directly with Mr. Musk. These departures follow Mr. Musk's removal of the autopilot group's leader, Stuart Bowers, around the start of May, a move first reported by the website Electrek, which also reported on some of the other exits. Mr. Musk also elevated other people within the autopilot team as a part of a broader shakeup, end quote. Uber today launched the Uber Comfort tier in 43 cities and smaller states in the U.S. Basically... Pay a little more, and you can ride in a newer mid-sized car with more legroom, higher-rated drivers, and the ability to tweak rider preferences, like requesting a specific climate temperature, and also no talking from the driver, quoting Josh Constein. Before users hail an Uber Comfort car, they can request quiet preferred, happy to chat, or leave the default of no preference, as well as warmer or colder temperature settings. These rider preferences launched in May as part of Uber's pricier blackened SUV cars, alongside a way to request help with luggage, but now they're becoming more affordable. The move allows Uber to charge slightly more for better vehicles and higher-rated drivers that used to be lumped in with its budget Uber X tier. This also lets Uber compensate drivers better if they're willing to forego the small talk or crank the air conditioning. Quote, Uber Comfort should result in fares for drivers that are at least 20% higher than Uber X, not including surge or promotions, for a tip with the same time and distance, an Uber spokesperson told Constein. Some critics consider the quiet ride button an affront to the dignity of Uber's contractors, saying it makes them act like robots when their job will soon be threatened by self-driving vehicles. But others just see it as an enhanced customer service that's reasonable to request given riders are paying for a driver's professional services, end quote. Spotify Lite, which requires only 10 megabytes of storage, is now available on Android in 35 countries across Asia, Latin America, the Middle East, Africa, and Canada. Quoting Engadget, Spotify has been testing a smaller, lighter version of its app since mid-2018 in hopes of expanding its reach to regions where internet connections are slow and people tend to use low- to mid-range devices. Now that app is finally ready for prime time. Spotify Lite is now officially available on Google Play for 36 markets with more to follow. The Lite app is pretty, well, light on features, though it will still give users a way to search for artists and songs, save and share them, discover new music, and enjoy playlists. They'll also be able to use it with either a free or premium account, and they can use it alongside the main app for times when their mobile internet is spotty. Perhaps more importantly for those who don't have unlimited data plans, the app allows users to set a limit for how much data it can consume. It will then notify users when they've reached that limit." End quote. Finally today, Netflix says Stranger Things Season 3 has been viewed by 4.7 million households since its July 4th launch, a new record for a Netflix film or series. 
Stranger Things 3 is breaking Netflix records, the official Netflix account tweeted Monday. 40.7 million household accounts have been watching the show since its July 4th global launch, more than any other film or series in its first four days, and 18.2 million have already finished the entire season, end quote. Quoting from Deadline, when season two of Stranger Things debuted in October 2017, Nielsen, which had said two weeks earlier that it would start measuring Netflix viewership on TVs, said the first episode averaged 15.8 million U.S. viewers and nearly 11 million in the demo viewing on the TV. The measurement service also said all of the nine new episodes averaged 4 million viewers and 3 million in the demo, saying a, quote, significant viewing event occurred, end quote. And quoting Engadget, the company treats a view as anyone having watched at least 70% of an episode or movie. It didn't break down the audience by region. The view count isn't completely surprising given the sheer amount of hype involved, but it's still a major feat. Netflix broke its movie record in June when Murder Mystery garnered nearly 30.9 million views in three days. Stranger Things is well past that. And makes earlier TV shows seem downright modest. It took Umbrella Academy, one of Netflix's bigger series a month to reach 45 million account views, end quote. That's all for today. I've been Brian McCullough, as always. You might have heard that Ross Perot died today at the age of 89. Apparently, the last public interview he ever gave was with the Dallas Morning News, and he ended that interview saying this, quote, Texas born, Texas bred. When I die, I'll be Texas dead. Ha! R.I.P. Mr. Perot. I can't think of a more on-brand final statement for the man. You did it! You must be a huge tech fan because you made it all the way to the end of this tech podcast. If you are a tech fan and you're looking to check out even more tech content, be sure to search for Jackson Taylor Tech Videos on YouTube or visit youtube.com forward slash Jackson Taylor TV for technology videos a little shorter than this podcast, but with a big focus on one topic each video. Videos on the channel discuss consumer tech products as well as rumors of upcoming products, roundups of big tech news events like Johnny Ives' departure or the release of Tesla vehicles, and even some content that may fall a little outside of the tech category, such as questioning why some products fail and others succeed. New videos air Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So, right after the Tech Meme Ride Home, remember to search for Jackson Taylor Tech Videos or visit youtube.com forward slash Jackson Taylor TV and hit the subscribe button as well as the notification bell to get even more tech content every single week.